Okay, so uh, good morning everyone. In lieu of the Derech Hashem, we're going to be doing uh, a, a brief idea on Chai Sor over here. But, but um, beautiful idea, very uh, um, eye-opening a little bit when we, we, we uh, zoom in not on just one section of the parsha, but two different sections of the parsha that uh, we're going to take a look at side by side. Something very interesting emerges over here. Chai Sara is interesting in that it is a parsha in which you have a whole story, a very long story, where Avram has a dialogue with Eliezer. He wants to send Eliezer to get a shidduch for Yitzchak. Um, there's a whole back and forth with Eliezer where he's kind of hemming and hawing, and you know he's 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 not immediately forthcoming and accepting this mission. What if? What if? What if? All the what ifs that are going on behind the scenes. What if I don't find the girl? What if the girl says no? What if she doesn't come back? And then Avram keeps insisting on, you know, everything's going to be okay. He dispatches Eliezer. But then Eliezer arrives in Haran, and he he uh, has this his uh, request that he makes from Hashem. You know, please send me a sign that's going to be the right girl. And she's going to say this and that and the other. And the request is granted. It's Rivka. He gives her the jewelry. He comes in and dines. Very long story with a lot of details, and this whole story is there not just once but twice. The whole story is repeated in the Psukim. In the Psukim, the Torah itself, Chaizar is not a very long parsha to begin with, but it would be much, much shorter if it would be economized. It could have been economized. We could have had the whole story only once, and instead, it's there twice. Chazal tells us, Rashi brings down, that we see from this that, that um, how, how uh, fond HaKadosh Baruch Hu is of the involvement of the stories of the forefathers themselves, Avram and Yaakov, Hashem is such a chiba, such a fondness for the others that, that their stories, even the, even the stories that regard their, their, their um, servants are repeated twice. That's how fond Hashem is of everything that has to do with Avram and Yaakov. Okay, but, so we have a, a long, complicated, detailed story, not just once, but twice. However, there is a fundamental difference between the story the first time around and the second time around, just in terms of the narrator. Who tells the story the first time around in the parsha? No. Oh, the second part. Who's telling the story the first time around? Who's the narrator when the story is said the first time around? The back and forth, Avram and, and, and Eliezer, and Eliezer going, and the and the and the tefillah, the davening, and the jewelry. And Rivka, who tells the story the first time around? What? The Balaparsha, the Torah itself. The Torah is the narrator. The Torah itself is, is the third person narrator, which is the style for, you know, 99% of the Torah is being narrated by the Torah, right? Third person narrative. Who's telling the story the second time around? Eliezer. Eliezer says the same story the second time around. Eliezer is the narrator the second time around. Okay? It's very important to bear this in mind. The first time around, it's the Torah's third person narrative. The second time around, the repetition, it's Eliezer. That being said, we can look at a, 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 several of the psukim side by side. And again, we learn it quickly. We just assume it's the same story again. And, and yeah, it's the same story again. But if you look at the parsha, the way it's told over, specific sections, the first time around, how the Torah says it, slash the Rebbein Shalom, the Bala Parsha, the third person narrative, versus how Eliezer says it, there's several strange discrepancies. Some, some um, you know, uh, anomalies that, that pop up the second time that weren't quite the way it was said the first time around. First time around it said one way, 
The second time around, it said slightly different, but slightly different in a very significant way if we look at the details. So this is what I want to take a few minutes to look at here together with the Olam. Um, if anyone has a Chumash, you can grab a Chumash. Maybe we should grab several Chumashim and just see this all together. Um, I guess, you know, maybe Rabbi Isai, just get, get one, maybe get only the English one so everyone's on the same page. You see it? Yeah. I'll take the English one also, even though it's not very yeshivish. Take the English one. No, no, don't, no, don't tell Rav Don't tell the uh, Yisroel Rosh Habura that I uh, just took an English one. Okay, no one, no one, take any pictures now. No pictures. No pictures. No screenshots. No screenshots. Okay, um, so we're gonna we're gonna have um, two fingers on two different places that we're gonna look at. We're gonna flip back and forth between two different places over here. Um, let's have a finger open to um, page one hundred and ten. Okay, get one finger on one hundred and ten, and we're gonna go also to one hundred and sixteen. So have one sixteen open. With one hand, with one finger, and I have another finger on page 110. Okay, so let's let's start with 110, page 110. Let's look at the top over here. I'm going to read from the Hebrew, but everyone can also look in English if you'd like, whichever you prefer. Top pasuk over here. So Avram calls Eliezer and he says, "Make a make a following promise." Vashbiach will start with the pasuk which is the very top of page 110, verse three. Vashbiach arts. I'm going to forswear you with Hashem, the God of the heavens and the earth, that you may not take a wife for my son from the Canaanite women, where I'm dwelling, don't take a Canaanite woman for Israel. Rather, go to my land and my birthplace. Go to my land and my birthplace and take a wife for my daughter, for my son, Yitzchak. Now, he's telling Agav, He's telling Eliezer to go to his birthplace. Where did Eliezer end up going? To Haran. We remember we had in the Rambanshir in Oratoro, our post-Shachras Rambanshir. We have a, a, a big machlo. Where's Avram born? Where was he born? The huge machlo is Rashi in the Ramban. Rashi goes to the Pashat of the Pesukim in, in, in Lech Lechon and Noyach that Avram was born in Urkastim, in Bavel, in Shinor. The Ramban says, no, he was born in Haran, and his birthplace was Haran, and he really lived in Haran. The Pesukim here support the Ramban. The Ramban brings a lot of these kinds of psukim to support him. Look, what's Avram telling Eliezer? Go to my birthplace, my latity. And he goes to Haram. Like Rashi, he should be going to Shinar, to Babel, to Urkazdim, right? Right, but where did he go? Where did he go? He went to Haram. He went to Haram, not to Urkazdim. So the psukim support, support uh, the Ramban. But Davini has Urkazdim. Has oh, so either way, the Ramban agrees there was an incident in Urkazdim, that, that he was summoned to Urkazdim, that's where Nimrod was, and that's where he was thrown into the fiery flaming furnace. Everyone agrees that Hashem saved him from the fl- fiery flaming furnace in Urkazdim. You, you're right, we say that in Davin. Right, but Hashem took him from Urkazdim. So that certainly happened in so Urkazdim. So talking about the event, not the actual event. Exactly. Where was he born? Where did he grow up? So that's a debate between Rashi and the Ramban. Okay, anyway. Um... Yeah, and take a wife for take a wife for my son from from uh, from there. 
Yeah, so, so again, so Rashi will tell you what the Eilam is saying, that Rashi will split it up uh, and say, he was saying, either go to Charn or go to Urkazdim, and, and he never ended up making it to Urkazdim, because he didn't have to go to Urkazdim, he went to Charn. That's how Rashi learned the Pesukim, but with that, 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 that um, uh, is Rashi reading that into the Pesukim, the Ramban will say, no, the Arsi is referring to where, um, where Yitzhak ended up going, where Eliezer ended up going. Yeah, Vayomer Eilav Ho'evet. So Eliezer says back, So you're, I'm going to go to your, 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 your uh, I'm going to go to Charon. I'm going to, let's say I find a woman, but what if she doesn't come back? What if she refuses to come back to Eretz Kenan? El Eretz Hazais. What if Avram asks Eliezer, I find the right woman, I find the right ship, but she doesn't want to come back with me? She says, no, Yitzchak's going to come here. I know, you know, I'm going to, I want to live by my, my parents. Should I bring Yitzchak back there? Are you prepared for Yitzchak? Should we make the Shidduch? Should Yitzchak go to Charam? Said Avram, be very careful. Lest you return my son there. No, Yitzchak is not allowed to go there. He's not going to go there. And not only that, Avram is saying, Avram is about to tell Eliezer, not only should you not take up such an offer and refuse it, but you don't have to worry about that happening. Avram is about to reassure Eliezer that everything's going to work out, everything's going to be okay. Now listen to such a beautiful, inspirational line. Beautiful, inspirational words that Avram shares with Eliezer. Don't worry, everything's going to be fine. Hashem Elokei HaShemayim, Hashem the God of the heavens. Who took me out of my father's house, and from the land of my birthplace. Again, that's a machlik, as Rashi and Ramban, where that is. But look, Hashem took me from my father's house, from where I was born. Hashem spoke to me. Hashem made a promise to me, saying, I'm going to give your children this land, Eretz Canaan. So, who Yishlach Malachalifanecha? You don't have to worry about my children leaving Eretz Canaan. Hashem promised me this land. He's going to send. Hashem is going to take care of you. Everything's going to work out. He's going to send. His malach, an angel, will going to go lefanecha before you. And you're going to find the right woman over there, and she's going to come back with you. Don't worry, Eliezer. It's all going to work out. Because Hashem has promised me. Hashem will send the malach, and everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. You're going to find the right girl, and she's going to come back. Okay? That is page 110. Now, Eliezer says the same thing over to Lavan and Besuel. Let's turn to page 116, where Eliezer repeats this dialogue to Lavan and Besuel. Um, again, top of the page. Page 116, very, very top. Plus the verse 39. Says Eliezer, I said to my master, maybe I'm going to find the right girl and she's not going to want to follow me. Maybe she's not going to come back. What should I do? He says, Eliezer, this is what Avram told me. This is what his response was. Hashem, the, the Rebbein Shalom, God, Asher Hisalachti Lefonov, that I walked before him. I walked before God, which means, what does it mean to walk before God? I served God. Yishlach Malach Itach, he will send his angel together with you. Things will work out. Your mission will be successful. You will take a wife from my son, from my family, from my father's house. Sounds like the same thing, right? Elias talks about, Avram talked about the angel, Elias talks about the angel, Avram talks about Hashem is so great, Hashem will help, Elias is talking about Hashem is so great, He will help. It sounds on the surface like the same line, the same exchange, but it's vastly different. Number of changes over here, number of changes. And Elias ostensibly is quoting Avram, but he's not, he's not quoting Avram. First of all, what did Avram say initially? Let's flip back to page 110. What did Avram start off by saying? 
They both start off talking about God and how amazing God is. But Avram is only talking about how great God is and what God did. What God did. Avram's focused on what God has done. Hashem, turning back to Avram, page 110, verse 7. Paul's Hashem, the God of the heaven. took me out of my father's house. took me out of my birthplace. He spoke to me. He made promises to me. Hashem, who has done so much for me. What's the focus when Avram's talking about God? The focus is on what? What is promised What Hashem promised him and what Hashem has done for him. What God has done for Avram. Hashem took me out. Hashem saved me from ur like Stan said. Hashem promised me. Look what Hashem has done for me. What does Eliezer say? Let's flip back to 116. What's Eliezer saying? In, in Avram's name, Omar, Hashem, uh, um, sorry. Um, Hashem, he's halakti lefanav. Hashem, that I did so much for him. Eliezer flips it around. He flips the whole thing around. Eliezer's quote of Avram is not Avram saying, look how much Hashem did for me. It's for sure going to work, but look how much I did for Hashem. Hashem, Hashem, he's halachti lefanov. And Avram said back to me, of course everything's going to work because look, Hashem, whom I worshipped him, I did so much for him. Change discrepancy number one. Now, go back to... Now, they both talk about the angel too, right? Avram says, don't worry, there's going to be a malach. And Eliezer says that Avram told me, don't worry, there's going to be a malach. But look how Avram says it. Um, says Avram, back to page 110 again. Verse 7. Who yishlach malacha? He says, Avram tell Eliezer, don't worry, Hashem will send his angel. Lifanecha. Before you. What does before you mean? Ahead of you. Ahead of you. Ahead of you. You just follow, the malach will lead. What does Eliezer say in Avram's name? That don't worry, there will be an angel. Avram told me there will be an angel. Second line down on page 116. With you. Yishlach with you. That's what Eliezer says in Avram's name. The malach will be with you, not before you. With you meaning side by side. Side by side. So when Avram says it to Eliezer, Avram's talking about a malach that's going to be in front of Eliezer. When Eliezer says back to Lavan Zul, what he heard from Avram, he quotes Avram as saying that the Malach will be next to you, side by side. Vasebis, what's going on over here? Eliezer is quoting something that never happened. This, this conversation never happened. That's not what Avram says to Eliezer. There's two major discrepancies between what Avram really said, and here we have the Torah's, again, the, the, the objective narrative of, of the Torah itself telling us what Avram really said. That's the first time around. And then what Eliezer is saying over in Avram's name, which is not what really happened. We, we know what happened. That's what was recorded in the beginning of the parasha. Eliezer says it over a second time. He makes two major deviations from what Avram says. A, Avram said, look how much Hashem has done for me. Again, he says again and again. Hashem promises land to me. Hashem rescued me from my father's house. Saved me from Rukhazdim. Promised me Eretz Canaan. He's going to send the Malach in front of you. And everything's going to work out, everything's going to be hunky-dory, everything's going to be just fine. When Eliezer says it over, in the name of Avram, he changes both of those aspects. Eliezer says in the name of Avram, Hashem asher hisalachti lefonov, that Avram said, don't, don't worry, I did, I did so much for God. And B, therefore, hu yishlach malach itach, the malach is going to be side by side with you, the malach is going to be next to you. So, number of questions over you. A, how can Eliezer take such license over here with, with, with what Avram said? How can he misquote Avram like this? And B, what's the pshat in this misquote? What's the pshat in, 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 in switching and shifting and twisting so much around? So, it's like this. What's going on is like this, Rabbi Sai. Amazing, profound insights into Avram and Eliezer. 
the difference between Avram and Eliezer and the different perspective on life of, uh, between Avram and Eliezer. Eliezer's not twisting anything around. Eliezer's not being recorded for eternity. Posterity is, you know, kind of sly and sneaky. The is not trying to point out, Avram really said one thing, but uh, Eliezer kind of is shiftily playing around, you know, taking creative license with what Avram's saying, you know, misquoting, taking things out of context. Eliezer's not CNN, Rabbi Yisai. He's not, you know, MSNBC. He's, he's, not, he's not these news agencies that are, that are, that are you know, taking things out of context, misquoting, uh, 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 trying to give di- the false, wrong impressions of your... Uh, Eliezer's not doing that. And Torah's not going to record that for eternity as such. Right, but he does misquote Avram. Teretz is, he's giving over what he heard. This is what Eliezer heard. This is what Eliezer understood. Avram said one thing, and that's as recorded the first time around. But Eliezer heard something else. He heard it differently. He understood it differently. He's giving over his understanding of what Avram said. Our battery's running low. Here. Get this end. This one. Over here. Wow. Okay. There's two over here. Reparation power. Okay, we did it. We did it, Rabbi Sai. We did it. That's right. Mission accomplished. Successful. Um, anyway. Avram said one thing, Eliezer didn't, didn't, didn't um, deliberately pervert or twist the words of Avram, but he's giving over what he understood and what he heard, what he heard. Why does Avram say one thing and mean one thing and Eliezer hears something else? The Teretz is, this is the difference between the histaklus of Avram with his Mida, with his trait, with his Kayach, and Eliezer with his Mida, with his Kayach, and his trait. Who Eliezer is defines how Eliezer sees, and how Eliezer hears, how Eliezer understands, and how Eliezer gives over. Who Avram is defines Avram in his perspective, how he sees, how he interprets and understands. Avram is what? What's Avram's Mida? Midas HaChesed. His Kayach is Chesed. When your Kayach and your Mida is Chesed, kindness giving. The whole world is chesed. chesed When you're all about chesed, you see chesed everywhere. And we all know that, right? Someone that, that has a positive outlook on life, he sees positivity everywhere. Someone who's worked on himself has, has beautiful shiny meters, he sees beautiful shiny meters in everyone. Who's the one who sees negativity in everybody? The negative people. The Gemara tells us, right? People see their own negativity in everybody else. People see their own shlechtamidas. People say, oh, this guy's only out for himself. This guy's self-centered. This guy's a you know, big shot in the Balgaiva. He only likes to talk about himself and this things. You're just giving yourself away. It means you're, you're, you're a big, you know. What? You're talking about Exactly, exactly. Takes one to know. Exactly. And, and most of the time you're even wrong. You're wrong usually. You need to promote your own ego, so, you know, you, you see him only promoting his ego because he's getting the way of your ego. Call a paisel, but mumay paisel. When I'm negative, I see negativity in everyone. But your positive me is you see in every... And, and if I care, you see, you see with Ayn Toiba. Your Baal Chesed, Avram's meat is Chesed, his whole world is Chesed. His relationship with the Rebbein is Chesed, and he sees the Rebbein is what? 
as a Baal Chesed. He sees the Chesed HaBoyre. He sees HaKadosh Baruch Hu is nothing but an everlasting, ongoing, always giving source of Chesed. Because that's Avram's Midah. Avram is all about giving and giving and giving endlessly, copiously, without a gvul, without, without a shear, without, without, any, without any limitations. And that's his relationship with Hashem. That's what he sees in Hashem. So Eliezer questions Avram, again, at the beginning of the parasha. Avram, maybe it's not going to work out. Maybe you're not going to find a girl. Maybe she's not going to come back. All the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Avram says back, give me a break. Rebaisham is so fast, it's so amazing. Such a bal chesed. Look at all the chesed he's done for me. That's Avram's response. Look at how much kindness Hashem has done for me up until this point in life. And that's exactly what he's saying. What's Avram saying? Hashem took me out of my father's house and he rescued me from Urkastim. And he made all these promises, promise after promise, gift after gift, giving after giving. Look how much chesed he's done for me. So a, a little bit more chesed is a big deal. Of course he'll do more chesed. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The Rebbeinu is such a Baal Chesed, is such a giver. This is going to work out too. That's Aleph, why Avram is focusing on what he got from Hashem, because he sees the Chesed. He's telling Eliezer, calm down. Hashem has given me so much, has done so much for me. He's going to do more also. He's going to keep giving Chesed. Don't be so nervous. Don't be so nervous. And this explains the second line of Avram also with the Malach. How does Avram describe the Malach? Where's the Malach going to be when we're talking about Avram? Ahead of him. Ahead of him. Malach will be ahead of you. And that, again, it's Avram Lushitasoi, Avram consistent with his own perspective on life. You don't have to do a thing, Eliezer. Just sit back. The Malach will lead you. Hashem will send the Malach just to schlep you along. Just sit back, relax. Everything's going to work out. The Malach will lead you. And essentially, what Avram is saying is that, Eliezer, you don't have to lift a finger. You don't have to do anything. Everything will just work out. Sit back. Give room for Hashem. Make room for Hashem and Hashem will take care of everything. That's what a Baal Chesed sees. He sees the ultimate Baal Chesed, which is the Rebbeinu Shalalim. Hashem just wants to give his way to give, can give, and does give. The less we do, the more Chesed we get from Hashem. Just don't do anything. Sit back, let the Malach lead you, and everything will work out. That's the, one second, one second, one second. That's, the, that's the Chesed HaBoyre. We'll take questions momentarily. That's the Avram seeing the Chesed HaBoyre, and that's the Malach being in front of you. The Malach will lead you, he'll lead the way. You just follow along. This is Avram's perspective. Avram is mitas hachedesing, the ultimate chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Beautiful. That's from beginning to end what Avram's telling Eliezer. Eliezer has a different perspective. Eliezer hears and interprets according to his perspective. He doesn't hear anything about chesed. He knows what Avram's saying, although that's not really what Avram's saying because he's hearing according to his mitah. Eliezer is what? Is not, is not, his mitah is not mitas hachedesing. Eliezer is Eved Avram. Eliezer is an Eved. <clears throat> an Eved. He sees through the histaklus of an Eved. His perspective is the perspective of an Eved, of a slave slash a servant. An Eved lives in a different place. An Eved sees things differently. An Eved works and lives differently. What's the perspective of an Eved on life? An Eved's perspective is Din. Din doesn't mean necessarily severity, punishment. Din just means exactitude. You get what you deserve. That's what Din is. Din means you get what you deserve. So... If you deserve to get punished, you get punished. If you deserve to get rewarded, you'll get rewarded. If you don't deserve it, huh, you're not going to get anything. Chesed's the opposite. Chesed is Hashem gives even if you don't deserve it. That's what kindness is. That's what graciousness is. That's what openness is. I, I'm willing to give... I don't have to make a din b'cheshwin. Someone knocks on my door for tzedakah, for food. I don't... 
give him a faher. I don't groom. Do you deserve it? You really need it? No, I give because I like to give. I have a bal chesed. When you're a bal chesed, you give whether or not the person deserves it. If I'm on the receiving end of a bal chesed, I receive whether or not I deserve it. That's what Hashem does. When you're an Ebed, you get what you deserve. No more, no less. Exactitude. Precision. Limitation. Tzimtzum. That's what din is. So, if you deserve to be rewarded, if you deserve chesed, if you deserve, rather, uh, to get bracha, to get success and hatzlach from Hashem, you'll get it. If you don't deserve it, you won't get it. This is Eliezer Eved Avram. He's referred to as Eved through the entire parsha, uh, up until and including this, 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 uh, this exchange. And his perspective is that of an Eved. He hears things with the ears of an Eved. He says over the perspective of an Eved. And this is Eliezer's perspective. So what does he tell Lavan and Basul back? What did Avram tell me? What did I hear from Avram? That, yeah, everything's going to work out. Don't worry. You're going to find the right girl and she's going to go back. Why? Because Hashem, Asher, he's halachti lefanov. Says Eliezer, Avram told me everything is going to work out because I served Hashem faithfully all my years. I did what Hashem wanted me to do. I earned it. I deserve it. The perspective of an Evan. That Avram told me everything's going to work out because look how much I did for God. Look how much I have done all these years. How much I've done in worshiping God. So of course I'm going to get this too because I earned it. I deserve it. Did. This is exactitude. And he's going to get it if he deserves it. And he earned it. Yeah, and he earned it. And the second discrepancy, where's the Malach going to be? Yishlach Malachai? Itach. Itach means side by side. What does side by side mean? I do my part, he does his part. We're partners, we're shutfin. But I am involved also. When I'm side by side with the Malach, that means we both have roles over here. That's what Eliezer hears again from Avram, that the Malach is going to be next to me. Why? Because Avram did his part, he earned his fair share, and the Malach is going to do his part. We're, we're, we're shutfin. We're partners. And Avram slash Eliezer has to bring his part to the table, and the Malach does the rest. As opposed to the Malach being ahead of me, when the Malach is ahead of me, I just, you know, sit back and take a step back, and Hashem does everything. I'm not a shutif, I'm not a partner. I'm, I'm, I'm a recipient of chesed. I'm a recipient of chesed. Eliezer doesn't hear that, because he doesn't see that, and therefore that's not what he says, that's not what he gives over. He hears and sees, with the perspective of an avid of din, that if you earned it and you deserved it, that's what you get. And that's why the itoch means the mouth will be together with you, a shutif, and we're side by side. And this is Viter, why Eliezer does something that he wasn't told to do. What does Eliezer do as soon as he arrives there in Choron? And it's, it's, it's Le'ez Erev, he gets there in the evening. Le'ez says Hashoi Avos. He davins and devises a test. He says, okay, I'm going to make a test. I, I don't know what, I, 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 how am I supposed to find the right girl? I'm going to make a test. What's the test? That's right. The girl that comes out and gives not only me to drink, but also gives my camels a drink, that's the right girl. Who told him to do that? Who told him to do that? Did Avram say to do that? Avram didn't say to do that. Avram said, just go find the right girl. Don't worry, you'll find the right girl. Eliezer devises his test. Who told him to do that? So I know the Gemara talks about it. Forget about all that. Who told him to do this? That wasn't part of the mission. Avram said, go find a girl. Avram didn't tell him to come up with a test. Why did he do it? Teretis, Eliezer l'shitasoy. Because I have to be involved. I have to be active. I have to earn this. I have to earn this. So I have to do my part also. Itoch, the Malach is side by side. Malach is next to me. But the Malach is waiting for me to do something. So I got to come up with a test. Yeah. Because the Malach is here. What the Malach is waiting for. When I do my part, the Malach does his part. So I got to do my part. What's my part? Okay. I'm going to devise a test. I have to make a hishtadlus. I have to make a hishtadlus to find the right girl. 
If I don't, I might not find her because the Malach is waiting for me to do my part and the Malach is going to do his part. Avram never told him to do that. Why? Because Avram, the Shittaz, is saying, no, the Yerushas of Al-Chazim, who Yishlach Malachal Lefanecha. What was Avram saying? If, if we listen carefully, what Avram was really saying was what? The Malachal will be in front of you. What Avram was really saying, Elias, you don't have to do anything. Don't lift a finger. That's right. Just wait. Take a step. Just take a step back and wait. Everything will work out. Don't make a test. Avram is saying, don't make any test. The Malachal will be in front of you. The Malachal will do everything. You don't have to devise this test. Beautiful idea. What an amazing idea. Avram was alluding to the fact that Eliezer doesn't have to do anything, even devising the test. Not only Avram didn't tell Eliezer to, to do the test, Avram told him not to make a test. So By saying, Yushlach Malacha Lefanecha, one second, I'm going to grab, I know there's a lot of questions in the comments in one moment. That's why he said, Yushlach Malacha Lefanecha. He's telling him, Dafka, don't make a test. What an amazing vart. Don't make a test. This is Avram's perspective and Eliezer's perspective, Chesed and Din. Eliezer's Evid Avram, you gotta earn it, you gotta you get what you deserve. And and, and that's why he says, Avram earned it, he deserves it, he's gonna get it, and the, I have to do my paroles, that's why I have to make the test. The lesson for us is so obvious. What do you see from here? The way we see life is the way we live life, is the life that we have with the Rebindushalim, the relationship we have in that life with Akarish Baruchu. If we want, we can take the perspective of Avram Avinu and see Hashem is a Baal Ches, Hashem gives and gives and gives. And we make the Malach in front of us and we make room for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give and things will work out. Very often, when we take the perspective of Din, I have to do, I have to do, I have to be involved, I have to be involved. We get agitated, we get anxious, we get nervous. We make less room for the Rebbein Shem to be involved and we're making the Malach next to us. It's really our decision. Do we want to live the perspective of the Evid where we have to do and be nervous and anxious? And then maybe tackle, we, we do have to do a lot more because we're making the Malach next to us, but we're doing that. Or we can take the perspective of Avram, the Ish Chesed, and see the Rebunshim as a Baal Chesed and say, no, HaKadosh Baruch you're so great, you're so fast. Everything's going to work out. And when we have that attitude, we make more room for the Rebunshim Shalalim and tackle, we receive more Chesed. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean don't do anything. We do have to make a shtas. Everyone has to do some kind of a shtas in life. But there's a fine line between reasonable shtas and anxieties and, and, and unreasonable, obsessive, overdoing it. Overdoing. We all know that line. We all know that line. And when we don't cross that line and we're not anxious, we're not nervous, even when the stakes can be very high sometimes. Say, so look, I did a reasonable shtadlis. Kashmir, you take care of the rest. We are leaving more room for the Rebbeinu The Malach is in front of us. We should all be zeicha, all of us, to only see chesed, chesed never to see din, to see Hashem giving copiously, unendingly, with, un, with no limitations. And the Baruch HaTzlochem should have a wonderful, wonderful shadlis. We should say a lot of simchas together. Lots of